everybody. Welcome to You're Wrong. So, Matt, what's everyone wrong about today? Well, uh, Luciano, everyone's wrong today about rating systems. And specifically, they're probably not using the right rating system or person for them. Um, I think I think everybody's aware now that, you know, using a generic website's rating system, whether it's a 1 out of 10, a letter grade five stars, using half stars, whatever. Um, they're hard to to get a read on what people think. And I've even seen some websites stop using grades altogether in ratings and just kind of be, especially with video games, it's like a recommend or do not recommend because people get too affixed to it having to be really good, right? So if if we're using a, a 10-point scale, if, if it's not over a seven, or even a six, no one's playing. If it gets a five, which should be okay, no one's going to play that. Um, and, and I think the, the thing I see people do most is they don't have a grasp on what they want out of things, be it movies or video games. And so they use a website's rating system, but it doesn't tailor to their tastes. And so, you know, they'll have something recommended to them and it'll suck, but that's because the person reviewing it, you know, maybe loves RTSs more than the person playing them does. Yeah. So no system is ever going to be perfect, but I, so I miss like on Netflix, for example, it's just like up and down, right? You, you yeah. give it a thumbs up or a, thumb, a thumbs down. Like I get what they're trying to do. And for the most part, it's okay. But there are several, like I was the other day, I was binging something must have been the good place or whatever. And like I was going through, you know, the popular on Netflix thing. And, and sometimes there's things there that I've watched, but I haven't rated yet. So it's pretty easy for me on that kind of system to say, yeah, I like this or, you know, no, I don't like this. But there are so many like movies and shows and whatnot that I'm just like meh about. And then I don't get to vote. Yeah. And so like... I understand that that's not how it's supposed to be used because <laughs> I think it's more like, <laughs> did you like it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you liked it, like this is the best thing ever. Or if it's like, yeah, that was okay. It's the same thumbs up. But like, I feel the need for speed. No, I mean the need for <laughs> nuance, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I miss. And I particularly... I don't like the five point system, the, like with stars, which is usually like that's what Netflix used before, and a lot of other places like Uber Eats and yeah. DoorDash and those those kinds of things use as well. I don't like those because the sort of like the jump between kind of garbage to pretty good is too steep, like between th two and three stars. But I I yeah. do like the ten point system for the most part. I think my problem with the 10 point system is that we don't use half of it because as soon as you get below five, it's pointless. No one cares about how bad it is, right? It's just bad. Yeah. Like it depends on who's doing the rating, right? Sure. But like the reader is always going to be like, oh, under five garbage. Yeah. I, okay. Fair enough. Because like to me, and I think this is, uh, we're going to get into the crux of this particular hot take with you because I know you have a thing or five or 10 or 15 to say about it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but like the thing with that scale is it it's kind of logarithmic in terms of like ramping down, not even ramping up. So like reverse logarithmic, I guess. In the sense that like the difference between a one and a two is not, actually it's not even logarithmic. It's almost like a bell curve. Like the difference between a one and a two and a nine and a 10 are a lot like more pronounced, I would say, than say the difference between a six and a seven or a five and a six, at least for right. me. You want right? to, you want to go into a little more depth on the difference between nine and 10, just so everybody understands what you're saying. Cause I think you could take that either way and I don't want people to be confused. Fair enough. So like I, so example, for example, like a 10, just like a five-star rating on something, if it's five, it's like there's nothing to be improved on that. There's like This is like as close to perfection as something can probably be. 
Whereas as a nine, it's like, this is really good, but, or like excellent even, but it's not like, there are things that I, you know, didn't particularly like, like, let's say with a series, you know, oh, there was an episode or two here and there that wasn't as great or, you know, kind of felt like filler or with a movie, you know, there was a lull or maybe, you know, some character development wasn't there. Like you get what I'm saying? Like 10 is like, I do not, I cannot see a way of improving what was done versus this is excellent, but it's like, like, it's almost like 10 is too much in the sense that it's like no criticism whatsoever. Right. And nine is like, no, I really enjoy this, but I have, you know, my own thoughts on the matter. And I think one and two, or like, let's say zero, well, one and two, because I will get into that other thing later with starting at zero, but like with between one and two, it's like, it's two. It's like, this was pretty much horrible, but there's something to be saved there. I don't know. The premise is interesting, or there was a character I liked, or, you know, there was a couple of jokes there that were funny, whatever it is. And one is like, this was a waste of everybody's time. This is a waste of like digital storage space. This is a waste of like internet <laughs> use. This is a waste of breath. Like, you know what I mean? And, and like, I feel like the difference between, let's say, a six and a seven is like seven. And, and this is where I want to get in. Seven is like, that was okay. Like, I probably won't watch it again, but I I wouldn't mind if, like, if I have a friend that didn't watch it and wanted someone to watch it with them, I would watch that again. Whereas six is, the distance is like, I'll probably decline watching this again just because it wasn't that great. So it's like, it's much more, like, even between them. But I know you have a specific opinion about all this. <laughs> sure. Um, we'll, we'll skip that specific opinion and go into what I think about your system. I think I think it's the exact opposite. I think when people see a 9 or a 10, they just assume it's a have-to-watch thing. And and when it's a 1 or a 2 or even a 3, they're like, I'm never watching that. Like, well, I don't think they, yeah. they put any nuanced thought into it other than 9 or 10 must watch, 1 to 3, maybe 1 to 4. Fuck it, that's terrible. I should never watch that. Yeah, and that's why I said it, it depends on who's doing the rating and why as well, right? Sure. Uh, and uh, we can get into that, but I think for me personally, I think the my complaint is that you can never control who's like you can control who's giving the rating, but the people reading it don't necessarily think the way the person who's giving it does, and so you're at risk of having them assume a number means a blanket statement because that's how most people talk about it and, and react to it. Okay. And, and so we'll dive into my, my spiciest of statements. Um, on a <laughs> one to 10 scale, people use the number seven as a scapegoat number when they can't figure out if they like something or not, and they don't want to offend anybody. They will say it's a seven. Um, and as you know, and I'm just here to tell everybody else, I refer to that as the coward's number. <laughs> because they are cowards for not taking a stance whether they like or hate something. I There is a little bit of room for someone to say that a 7 is a 7 if they can explain to me why it's a 7. I think there are times when the movie is good, not great. But I think most people don't ever use it that way. They use it as, I don't know, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't awesome. Uh, 7. And I always challenge people to pick not the coward's number, try to pick a six or an eight to see whether or not they actually liked it. Assuming yeah. that six means you don't like it, which is probably a bit aggressive. I think under five should mean you don't like it. I think a six should be something that is watchable or, you know, and I think that's part of the challenge of this is people discount numbers because they want the Netflix system. They just want to know if they should watch it or not. Right. And so the nuance of having 10 numbers or five numbers or whatever is lost because at the end of the day, people just want to be told it's awesome or it's terrible, which is objectively shitty because, you know, you should want to know what's going on in the thing more than you should want to be like, should I watch it? Yes or no. Because for the very same reason I talked about before, the 10 point scale is supposed to give people who don't necessarily think the same way as the reviewer a chance to understand why they may want to watch it. But people seem to only care about yes, no, without taking in the reasons why a person might think you should watch or play that game. So I think 
there's a lot to unpack in what you said. So let's let's start like let's go piece by piece. So I I get where you're coming from with the cowards number thing, where I I also see a lot of people not put thought into it and say seven because it's like not offensive, but it's also not like a an endorsement. And in that sense, I kind of agree, but I I don't think like it depends on who's who you're talking to. Like if you're talking to someone who you know puts thought into those things, and and if you you know if you ask them for a grade, they will give you an honest one, even if that honest one is seven. Then I think yeah. it's fine, because and I this is something I feel every time you tell me to pick another number because I've given a, a number of sevens in the past where you've mm-hmm. where you've hurled that insult at me. Listen, you've been a coward, so you need to be told. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and like for me to give an eight, it's it's much more it's a much more ringing endorsement. Like I would rather lower it to a six, which is almost always what I do, than bring it up to eight, because in my head I have that distinction. But and also I think your expectation of the 10 point system is a little like exaggerated because a lot of the people don't. So so like if you ask a person, you know, right? Like if you ask me or if you ask whoever, you know, a friend, Hey, you watch that thing or you played that game or you listen to that song or that album, what, what would you rate it? Right. And then, so, you know, that person's tastes, how they compare to yours. So like, you know that if you ask me and it's music, we're likely not going to agree because our tastes are quite different. But if you ask me about a movie... To be right? fair, I like the music you like. You just don't like any other music. That's not true. But that's mm-hmm. the subject for another for another <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. So you're, you're more eclectic than I am for sure. So like my, you know, six will probably be like a, an eight or a seven for you. Like a true seven, not a coward seven. Or my, you know, sometimes my nine is maybe your seven or eight because you don't like that genre anymore. So like sure. any, yeah. a, a, as much. But like if you ask me about a game or a movie or have much like closer tastes or a book even, books even more, I would say. And so, uh, yeah. and so like that tells the whole story like you wanted to, right? Oh, okay. This person has the same kind of taste that I have and so blah, blah, blah. Or no, you know, our tastes are kind of perpendicular to each other. So maybe... I should take that with a grain of salt. But like when you look at a rating in a site, like be it like on a Rotten Tomato or Metacritic of the world, or even in a streaming uh, service like Netflix, that's not one person grading it. That's a bunch of di- very different people grading it, right? And that's where I think yeah. the, the personal tastes to some extent, they get sort of um, washed out of the equation. Because there's just too many. Like if there's like three people rating it, no. But if there's three thousand people rating it, then it's not really. If if there's three thousand ratings and the thing is like eight out of ten, or yeah. a two out of ten, then you okay. This is you know pretty pretty cemented as whatever it is, right? And also another thing that that uh, I think people forget, and let's not forget. That, that's not fair that that we are we're often not given the chance to is to rate it as a zero in any sort of case sure and because it counts as not rating it right which goes back to what i said yeah. about netflix and if you think about a zero to ten point system that could be a lot better if people learn to not be wrong and interpret it the right way because then you have an absolute middle in the five because from one to ten you don't right there's no likert situation you know strongly disagree disagree neutral agree strongly agree that kind of thing you don't get that with a 10 point from one to ten but you do with an 11 quote-unquote point system and and i i again i feel the need i'm not going to make the same joke for okay. that nuance to because like and this is the last thing i wanted to unpack from what you were saying before um you said you know people just want to should i watch this or not watch this or you know is it garbage or is it great which i feel is what again going back to netflix that's what they're catering for is like these many people said yes 
and I know they have a a rating sort of sorry um, a matching sort of algorithm based on the stuff you like and you know the stuff other people like to say you know x percent match I know that and we can get into that later but like people just have this oh should I watch this yes or no and then it's it's just two buckets of yes I, I should definitely watch this what the fuck is wrong with me that I haven't watched yet or I will never watch this what is wrong with people that watch this and there's right. nothing in between yep which you know mirrors other things nowadays in the world but let's leave that alone yes let's. Um, yeah <laughs> and and I like I like to use that kind of nuance for like which one should I give priority to Right. So we were talking the other day about a bunch of movies that are pretty good that I had never watched, if you re if you remember. And I mentioned District 9. And yeah. you all were like, how the fuck did you never you never watch District 9? What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. What is wrong with you? And that gave me like, OK, I will probably drop what I'm watching right now and go watch that, which I did. You know, not great. It's like an eight for me. Maybe maybe even How seven is and a half. Not great, an eight. <sighs> Using the Gabor system here, like yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, honestly, it was like a seven. <laughs> so a six. Like yeah, more like a six, six and a half. Because I wouldn't watch it again. Anyway, that's different. Yeah, that, we can talk about that later. <laughs> uh, maybe I went with too high expectations, which is another thing we can touch on later. Fair. Uh, also, just for the record, if you have a ten point scale, you really shouldn't use halves. That's just. That also seems like a cowardly move. You already have 10 things to pick from. Like, do you want me to go to a 100-point scale and you can say it's a 62 and a half? Like, what are we doing here? No, no. But, like, 20 points is good. Oh, so you can have your halves? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking monster. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Like, it's, like, you shouldn't cheat the scale. I know, no, it's a 100-point scale. Well, it's 62.33 for me. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like, um, so that's like, that's the way I like to use that kind of thing. So if I look at three movies, right, one has like a, whatever, eight on like uh, 10 people or 100 people rating, let's sure. say. The other one is a seven or a six and the other one is a four or a five, right? Like, I would just watch the eight one first. Right. And right. if I if I only have time for one, I know which one I'm picking. And that's how I like to use it. And I I think that that could be helpful for at least for me, because I have so many things I want to watch and so many games I want to play and all the kind of stuff that having that sort of semi objective measurement of this, is how great this is or how great this isn't, that would help me. And I miss that with Netflix. And I miss that with like Steam where you have, you know, although Steam does have more nuance because you have overly positive, positive, very positive, mixed, negative, right? So that helps. Sure, but um, I don't know if you noticed this, but like Netflix still gives you a percentage, like how much you're going to Match, make yeah. Yeah, is that, can you not use that? Uh, yeah, but they're kind of wrong sometimes. Like they, there are movies where I've seen they said, oh, 55% match and I enjoyed it a lot. And other movies where they said, you know, whatever, 91% match. And I was like, eh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. So that might be a factor of me not voting for the movies that I just found okay instead of saying potential. But I, to me, it's, it's flawed. Like I will give you, you know, the, that the 10 point system isn't perfect. But I miss the nuance a lot more than I, you know, like people don't use one, two, and three too much, to be honest, unless they hate something. No. Yeah, they don't. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And there's another problem with that too. And unless you want to. Um... Well, so I, I, I do have a couple of things to say. I think Netflix okay. system works well for Netflix because, because they can't apply the nuance. Like, if you are someone who gives ratings to games, you are able to sort of set out how you how you structure your reviews and how you say this is good or this is bad. But when it's just asking a bunch of you know yahoos on the internet if they like something or not, giving them more nuance is probably not effective because you don't know 
their tastes in a meaningful way. Like, yes, you can get a, enough data points to be able to say this person likes these things and this person doesn't like these things. But I don't know if saying this person said it was a four or five matters because that person might give things you'd expect them to give a five or four or vice versa because you don't know what they're thinking at the time they're rating it. So for Netflix, it makes more sense to just collect a, a simple data point of, yes, I like this. No, I don't. Because it's probably more valuable when you collect thousands of people uh, and try to distill that down to information for another group of thousands of people. But if you're talking about a single person reviewing something, then they should have a little more nuance and an ability to to predict something because they should be able to, to explain why they like something. Um, and, and I don't think we're going to go into this topic very much, but the thing I notice the most about movie reviewers versus game reviewers is movie reviewers seem to have this idea in their head that certain movies are always going to be better than other movies. And so it's very hard for you to go look at and i'm really bad because i don't follow movies but like you know siskel and ebert or ebert now i guess was the one who lasted longer when he was alive he would pick a lot of movies and say these ones are good or these ones are bad but he was never going to give a good rating to an adam sandler movie but that doesn't mean that adam sandler movies are bad it just means that adam sandler movies are made for a very specific audience and for that specific audience he's doing a great job and so that's one of the problems with following a single reviewer. And I find movies are very – movies have this problem because they're – a lot of the reviewers try to make it this higher art form and yada, yada, yada. And I think they get up their own ass about it a lot of times. They definitely do, yeah. But that that makes for a really bad experience for – like why would you ever look at his reviews and go watch a movie if you don't agree with his opinion on films? And And that happens way too much. And so – how do you know if something is good if there's not a reviewer who has your sensibility making those reviews? And so that's where you have to kind of flip between scales. Um, and like Metacritic, which uses – it converts everything to a percentage. It's trying to basically collect everybody and say, okay, collectively everybody says it was this. But even then, if you take the context out of the rating, what value does it have grouped together, right? Yeah. And and this is I, I like this is where comments come in, right? When you see someone give a rating and then they have to leave a comment as to why they rate that, because then you can discount or you know what I mean. Sure, that's all of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so, so I tend to look a little bit when I'm looking at either of those sites, uh, and the same with Steam. I tend to go look because sometimes it's like. I've seen this on like certain RPG titles on on, on Steam. It's like, oh, bad. Why? Oh, it takes too long to finish. I'm like, okay, ignoring you, because like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, oh, the story is too dense. I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, by the same token, some people vote. You know, they vote it up because oh, it's super hard. Like, there's extra difficulty just for the sake of it. I'm like, okay, I'm steering clear of that one. Yep. So that helps. I also, but I, so the point I wanted to make in terms of all of that is that if you, if given, given the choice of having just like upvote or downvote or a choice of having a bit more nuance, even if people don't use it properly, I would rather right. have the nuanced one. And I'm, I'm guessing you disagree. Um, I don't disagree. I just think that. The nuanced one, I need to know where that person is coming from to get value out of the nuanced one. So, so right. it, it just depends on the time and place. Netflix, I appreciate that it's just a yes or no because I'll never know the nuance of voters. But if I can mm -hmm. look at a particular reviewer, let's say I went to you for all my, my video game reviews. You having you should. Uh, I probably shouldn't, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Actually, I, I, it would probably be fine based on the number of games we play with each other. But yeah. um, let's say I did you having a scale of 10 points and having the nuance there probably makes sense because because when it comes down to understanding how you like games you being able to give something a six or a seven or an eight matters to whether or not i might pick it up and i'm not saying that i'm going to follow you blindly and if you give it a six i'm not going to buy it but because i know your your tastes and 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 the nuance you care about just because you give it a six you might say that you know historically you know i don't like sports games so i give this a six for it 
if I like sports games, a six from you is going to be like, everything else is great. He doesn't like sports. So I know that's probably an eight for me. I'm going to hit it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what I, I think it's missing from certain like scales that I see, even, even in places where you can kind of see, because sometimes there's not a, a, a way for someone to leave, or there's like a way for you to leave a, a rating without leaving a comment. Right. But you can always go check what this other person rated and and see if you should like take into account or not. Although that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's another problem as well. But I like I the the main reason why I sort of agree that the 10 point scale is not the ideal one, even though I was defending it, is because numbers may tend to confuse people. Right. Like, like I've seen people say, oh, so, you know, XYZ is an eight and ABC is an, is a four. Are you saying that XYZ is twice as good as a no idiot? That, that's not what that means at all. But I've seen people take it that way. We can't break out of the, the school scoring mentality, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I went to school and A was an A plus or an A was like 90%, that's great. And I got an F that was anything below 50. And it's like, all right, well, that means it's fucked and it's terrible and I should never want it, which... Oh, is that why it's F? Uh, it's I, F I think fucked? so, yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah, well, it's not wrong. Uh, yeah. For once. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's actually, that's a good segue into what I was going to say because I think there are much better ways of rating things and like the letter system is a good one because you can, you know... You can have it more or less nuanced if you add, you know, A plus, A minus. And then if you go into the like S, double S, triple S, or, you know, that kind of stuff, you can, can add a lot of nuance there without, without tying it to numbers where it has to be even. Because that's the problem I find with like even not just a 10 point scale, but like a five point scale. It, it's, it's an even, it should be an even diff distance in, in people's minds between one and two and two and three and three and four, right? You think, okay, like, so if something goes up a point from two to three, it's almost the same improvement as if something goes from four to five, which is not true. Right. And so if you say, you know, if I ask you, Hey Matt, how was that? You know, how is, uh, you know, for no, just picking a hypothetical example here. How is uh, Star Wars Squadrons? You know, yeah. And you <laughs> and you were to say, you know, it's uh, it's like a B plus. That actually gives me a lot more nuance than if you told me if it was uh, an eight or whatever the equivalent would be. And so I think scales that are non-numeric are probably better for providing that nuance that I like. Yeah. Then. Even if you added a hundred numbers, like you said, it would still be, because then you get like drowned in. It's sixty-two. No, come on, it's like sixty-three, right? Or no, maybe it's more like sixty-four. Like it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, and and especially if you're, we you're right. Like we basically all of our scales we learn from school, and so we might as well use the school scale so that we know that everything below five doesn't matter, right? Like why have those numbers if we're all going to discount them? Yeah. Exactly. So if it's an F, I don't, I don't care if it's a one or two or three or a four. Like it doesn't matter. It just it's just bad, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I I like that, and I also like the addition. And I think this is this comes from like uh, Japanese games that they start. I, I'm probably wrong, but that's the first time I've seen it. With where you have from you know you do have E, which is not something you have in school, right? Because it's A B C D and F, right? Um. So they do have E's. It's you know, from A, A, B, C, D, E, F. And then if something is extraordinary, it's an S. Right. Which I like. Yeah. Right. Because it's like special or super or whatever it means. So that those are, and I, I follow a number of like reaction channels um, for music and they all have their like arbitrary scales. And most of them is like, oh, this song is a 9.2. Like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, yeah, that's that's and then, and then they go, that's an eleven out of ten. Okay, great. Now you fucked your entire rating, you idiot. Like, and so there's one channel where they they started doing a ten point, and they quickly switched to like A, B, C. I don't think I've ever seen them give anything lower than a C. Right. 
but that's because views would drop. So let, let's leave that alone. But they do go A minus, you know, B plus. And then they, and it's funny because one of, it's two guys and one of them says, oh, it's A minus for me. And the other says, oh, it's B plus for me. And they actually argue as to why, what's the difference between those two. And they get into it. That's what I really appreciate. Right. And I, and I think that that's a much better way of doing it than say, it's 1.7 out of 10. Fuck you. Who gives a shit about your points in that case? Well, like, I just think that stuff like points, anything that detracts from your ability to score on a scale that has meaning to people is is a problem. And that's why, you know, putting decimals, putting putting 61 or 62, like at some point, splitting hairs doesn't mean anything. You're just being yeah. pedantic or or ridiculous in the matter. It's like... I don't see any difference between a 61 and a 65. And honestly, if you said 61, I'd think 60. And if you said 68, I'd think 70. Because that's my brain's going to want to round things off. And so why not just let me do that? And and that's why the, like I said, if at the end of the day, you know everybody's working on the grade school scale, then use it. And like to your point of the Japanese scoring system, that's all it all the Japanese games essentially use that system, right? To tell yeah. you what, what level your gear is because everybody knows it. And I think that's a fascinating look into why why does everybody in North America try to find a different scale to use than the one that everyone's been programmed <laughs> to understand and use? <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't use the letters, right? If you use something that's similar, like, like I go back to Steam again, right? If When I open a game page on the game on the steam store and it says you know uh uh how do they call it reaction or yeah i think it's reaction it goes mostly positive yeah overwhelmingly positive that that tells me a lot right a lot more than nine having a descriptive scoring system is the best way to get around it like even when you yeah. fill out a survey and it's like oh you know you know tell me how much you like this and it's like you know, overwhelmingly positive. It's like somewhat positive, neutral, somewhat negative, overwhelmingly negative. Now everybody understands what you're talking about and the feeling you're looking for. And so you can describe that to anybody and they can describe it to you. Um, so the, the system that Steam uses is a, an exact replica of that, which is great because I know what they're saying, not this is a six out of 10. Because now I'm at a six out of 10. I'm like, if I think, that the six out of 10 scale, I should use the whole scale. Six out of 10 is really good. But if I'm a person who discounts everything below five, then six is like, uh, you should probably steer clear of it. Yeah. And one last thing that I wanted to touch on this particular, like the the numeric scale thing that I, I find really abhorrent that people, some, not people, some companies do, is if you don't give it the max score, something must be wrong like for example you know you you order something uh food online and then it gets in it's tasty and it's good it's not perfect it's not like overwhelmingly oh my god this is the best thing i've ever eaten and you know the service was amazing and the guy you know i ate it and the guy took all the calories from me whatever <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah that's that's exactly what i'm looking for every time yeah, and then I give it a four. And then the questions are, oh, what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. Yeah. Nothing went wrong. It's just, it's not perfect. I'm not going to give it a perfect score if it's not perfect. Right. And then you lose the ability to say, hey, these were the good things and these were the bad things. Or, you know, out of the, whatever, 17 things that you can say were good, no, this 11 were good. Like, like that's still pretty great, but you would lose the ability to do that. And I see a lot of places doing that. Yeah. If you don't give it a perfect score, it's like, oh, what went wrong? And that's like, that That happens so often. Uber is a great example when you have your Uber score, yeah. right? You yeah. got to get five. Closest to five you can be without, you know, you, but you should be five. Uh, even video games like Metacritic, you know, your, your bonuses or things are tied to the ability for the game to score well. And and it's a fascinating system because it's, it's like it's such so arbitrary and and you really devalue the point of having a scale if 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 it's not perfect you know and if it's not perfect you don't get whatever reward right like 
if you look at a restaurant and if it's not five, you think it's garbage. It's like, well, what's the point of a rating system? Like that's why people yeah. flip to the, I would eat here. I wouldn't eat here because it's less impactful than because asking someone to say, would you recommend eating here is a way easier question than saying, would you give this five out of five stars? Yeah. Right. Like 100%. I, I would give, I would eat here recommendations all over the place. But if you're like, I need a five out of five, I'm like, Ooh, well, you know, the appetizer was a little greasy. Um, so that's probably a or like the waiter kind of, there was one point where, you know, it kept me waiting for a little longer. Yeah. So I don't give you four out of five stars. Well, technically that's, I wouldn't eat here by their weird scale. And yeah. And now they're fucked. Um, so that's like, it's, <laughs> it's such an interesting look at how people are conditioned to get these scores because, you know, there's nothing wrong with a four out of five, a four out of five is an 80%, right? Even a 3.5 out of five is, is what? 70%. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. 70% is good. Like not everybody can have a hundred percent. Otherwise the scale is pointless. So if you're going to be mad because you only got 75% and you're not going to pay your bonuses, it's like, well, what's wrong with that? Like. It, it it always it also um i'm always suspicious when whenever i see someone it, this is especially true of the five star system but like even even the, the the 10 point system as well depending on what it is i'm extremely suspicious of either like a one out of five or a five out of five because it seems like someone who had a little bit of an inconvenience and now you know it's everything that everything is ruined because of the one inconvenience now it's a one Right. Or it's a shill, like someone, you know, got paid to go there and give it a five star to raise the rating. Right. So that's like when I look on Amazon, I'm like, okay, five star. Mm, no. Oh, one star. What happened? It was late by a day. I'll fuck you. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's just, that just makes me sort of lose faith in that thing. So this is something I wanted to ask you. Do you think that if the, the, like the website or the app or whatever gave sort of a tutorial on what is expected or how people are expected to rate things. Do you think that would help? No, because no one would follow it. The single hardest thing about it depends because the single hardest thing about rating is you have to incentivize people to want to rate in the first place. You know, in Canada, I can't speak to other places, but in Canada, especially in Toronto, I'm sure you've been to like, well, before when we could go out to these places like grocery stores and, and, you know, the malls and they'd have that little, you know, little stand set up and it's like rate your experience today. And it's like a bunch of smiley faces, right? So like sad or angry and red is the lowest and happy and green is the highest. You can just press a button on your way out. And like, how often do you press that button? You don't. Yeah. Cause you don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is, that to me is probably one of the easiest systems for me to give you a rating ever, and I don't do it. And so that's the fundamental problem is, yeah, I would love for someone to explain to me how the rating system works, but I would have to then read it uh, and then follow it when I rate. And I want to do neither of those things. So so the reality is, is I think it's a good idea, but it only works for, for something where you can control who's rating something and they agree to those terms. And that's why going to a, a, a reviewer of products, you know, like I use wire cutter to review all sorts of electronic products or like sort of kitchen products and stuff. Like I, I understand what they're coming from and the thought process and I've had experience with them. So it works, but, but just a random person, I'm not going to trust they follow anything. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And also people are much more likely to rate. Like if you're coming out of one of those places and everything sucked, you're definitely going to go press the red button yep. there. Whereas if everything, unless everything was like marvelous, and even then, you're not going to go press the green button. And you're definitely not going to press anything in between. No, I, I would love to see the results of those things to see how often it isn't the either the highest or the lowest. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. And so I, th- I yeah. think that's another reason why people end up going for the, did you like this? Yes or no? Because you know, if you're not prompted to respond, you're probably not gonna. So if you're prompted to respond, you're either really happy with your service or you're really pissed off with it. And so if that's the only results you're getting, why well, collect, you know, one or sorry, two, three, and four in that scale when no one gives a shit. 
And I was just thinking like, <laughs> imagine an app where you, you can rate like that, but you have to go through like a tutorial of what each grade means. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, and then you say like, I'm not going to go through this tutorial and you skip it. And then some shitty thing happens and you went, Oh, I'm going to give it to them now. And you try to rate and he goes, Nope, you didn't go through the tutorial. You're not allowed to vote. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I would love to see that. Everyone would be pissed <laughs> off or they just stop using your product or stop. Responding. Yeah. yeah. It would just be <laughs> insanity. Yeah. And so like you mentioned something else when we were talking about this is like, you know, people comparing things that should not be compared to each other. That also happens when you're rating shit. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Sure, you have a few. Like, like you know, artsy moviegoers thinking all the only thing they can win an Oscar is a drama film, like that sort of thought process. Yeah, or like you know, I think cinema is only cinema if it's you know Dutch angles and expressionist, <laughs> you know, and so anything else is not art, and so I'm gonna judge it based on that and fuck what everybody else thinks, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's the real hard part with with reviewers is they bring their own personal bias and thought process into it, and it's it's almost impossible to to remove it from them, and and so you really shouldn't expect to remove it from them. But it's problematic because you most people don't like one thing, or most people don't have the one expectation, and so. If if you're going to go and read a movie reviewer that only thinks you know cinema is is done by X number of directors or it's got to have you know these things in it like you know none of the James Bond films count because they're action films something as as basic as that then then that person's not doing a good job of reviewing I I think reviewers should be able to to review the characteristics of the thing they're reviewing without having those those biases biases biases. Um, biases. Yeah, biases. Um, in, impact them. You know, if you think about reviewing video games, you should be looking at you know the story, the the graphics, uh, the responsiveness of the controls. There's got to be things there that exist across all games that make them good, and you shouldn't give a game a bad score because they made it a roguelike or they made uh, an RTS game and you don't like them because that. That has nothing to do with it. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's not good. And so just because you don't like slapstick comedy doesn't make it a bad film. But people cannot take themselves out of reviewing because they think they know better or, oh, yeah. or whatever else happens. That's the problem. Like it's not it's not whether um you know, like if if you ask my wife to go review a slaps slapstick comedy movie. Every single thing is going to be like garbage out of 10 yeah. because she doesn't like it at all. Right. And so the, the real answer here is don't ask her to rate it because she doesn't like it. The same thing with me and like art, like it's not as bad, but like with RTS games, like I just don't enjoy them at all. Sure. So it would be really hard for me to give a really good score unless, and this is, I think your point is, or maybe it's not your point, but I'm going to make it your point now because it's mine. Thank you. <laughs> I think so. I I like much more to read a review, like a, a professional one, when they break down things into categories. So, like you said, you look at Wirecutter. I do too. Yeah. But there's another website called Artings that, especially for like headphones, I, I like to use them. And what they do is they not only break down how they do the ratings, but they give you like seven different ones. So if you're looking at a headphone. They say this is, you know, X out of 10 for gaming, Y out of 10 for office use, uh, Z out of 10 for commuting, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then I can look at something like if they say, oh, okay, this, this, you know, I want to buy a new headset for gaming and they're telling me that the, you know, what ABC brand is terrible for office use, but it's great for gaming. Good. That's good. Instead of trying to coalesce everything into one score, the same thing with um, uh, other websites that do ratings where they do pros and cons. Right. Like they don't give you a necessarily a score, but they say here are the pros, here are the cons. I love that because that that tells me exactly what you're saying. You know, there are a bunch of of traits in this whatever it is. It's a game. It's a pillow. It's a blanket. 
it's you know whatever <laughs> tiles for your floor whatever yeah. it is right there are a bunch of things you want to look at in terms of traits or you know, this is you know it it's it's going to endure the test of time it's going to be pleasant it's going to be good like in case of a game the gameplay is good yeah. the story is good or bad the characters whatever it is and give me a wider rating and so i can pick up like if i don't care as much about gameplay i mean i would be insane but if i didn't care <laughs> as much about gameplay you know like a gameplay that's like a six out of ten with the story that's a nine out of ten actually i would play that I would probably play that if I trusted the the reviewer, right? So I think maybe that's the way to get more nuance. Not trying to give me like a thousand point scale, but they just give me ratings on the things you expect out of that media or medium, right? Yeah. Like you said, if you're an artsy fartsy, you know, music major that's reviewing a hip hop album, like yeah, I don't necessarily want to know your opinion on this because you're coming in with a completely different mindset than someone who's actually a fan of the genre, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just it. Like, I I would never ask you for a review of a hip-hop album because... Yeah, well, because you would know what it was yeah, before you asked me. Exactly. And that, <laughs> I, I think you've nailed it on the head. I think you have to think about what people are looking for when they're reading a review, right? And... And I think part of it is with movies, with TV shows like Netflix, Amazon Prime, etc. I don't need a big in-depth review of, of a lot of things I'm going to watch, right? Especially a TV show. I'll watch an episode of a TV show. It's like 20 minutes. If it sucks, it sucks. But, but as the purchases get larger and bigger, you want more context to the rating. And I think you've nailed it on the head. Getting pros and cons is way more valuable because then, you know, I, pros and cons tell me, how much you value this because of the reasons of of the pros, right? Or how much you don't value this because of the cons. And more importantly, I can tell. Like it, you know, your example of the headphones. If I if I really care about being able to to commute from home to the office if that ever happens again, then then <laughs> that rating matters more than every other rating because that's the one I care about. Yeah. And and you have separate headphones for separate things, which I'm sure is true of other things as well, right? Sure. Yeah. So like the the headphones you use to go to the office, you know, listening to a podcast or a book, like what what matters in them is a lot different than you know the one you use at home to play games for six hours in a row. hundred percent, right? And so I think yeah. I think if it comes down to rating systems, you have to you have to adapt your rating system to the thing you're talking about. And for video games, I. I don't necessarily like the player don't play scale because I want to know more about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're right. Like having, having pros and cons or like good points and bad points and then saying overall you rate it as play, that's probably more valuable, but you got to give me context to what I'm, I'm getting. I got to know why it's good. You know, I get great case. Again, you brought it up cause it just came out was um, star Wars uh, squadrons. Um, yeah, I, I got it based on some reviews I read, but the reason why I got it is because they said it played a lot like the old games, like the TIE Fighter and X-Wing, and the old Star Starfighter games Ooh. that I, I really enjoyed and loved. And so that that's a ringy endorsement for me. Right? Too. And so that's, that's what yeah. caused me to, to buy it. It wasn't because they, they recommended go play it. It's because the thing they, they compared it to mattered to me. And, and, and maybe someone else doesn't like those games and that, endorsement would have been like oh i hated those games i'm not going to play this and that would have worked great too because now there's context and so to wrap this back around because we're we're getting to the end of this podcast the rating system doesn't fucking matter at all because at the end of the day you want something that is going to tell you you specifically should get this and a number has no meaning uh you should watch this has no meaning without giving you the context to why you specifically are going to enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a good summary of, uh, of the point. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like just the one, uh, this is a nine. Okay. But why? And, and who are you and why are you telling me that, you know, like, Oh, it's a nine because, you know, I like this genre of whatever it is. And, this thing that I'm reviewing is a completely different genre, so I hate it. 
Okay, then I want to know that because I might be a fan of that right. genre and that, you know, your four might actually mean, okay, if someone who hates that genre gave it a four, that's a lock in for me because now I want to play it or I want to listen to it. Or I want to watch it, whatever it is. Yeah, I think. And I, you know, now that we're talking about this, I find myself the, the places I find myself going back to are always the ones that kind of break it down. It doesn't even matter if they have a super long review. I actually don't like those because people tend to go over and over and over about something that doesn't necessarily matter. But you get to the end and you have, you know, these are the suggested uses of this, or these are the grades for each of these uses or each of these traits right. or pros and cons. Those are the ones I find myself going back to time and again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I guess uh, guess we're done proving everybody wrong again. As always, we have told everybody why exactly they're wrong and how they can improve their lives. So you're all welcome. Um, this does remind me <laughs> that we should note that uh, we are slightly switching the day we're releasing the podcast. That's right. That's we're right. We're going to move from Wednesday to Thursday, mostly because um, I apparently have a busy life uh, during the COVID season and I need another day to be able to edit this podcast and i know you're all thinking you edit this uh yes yes i do edit this so spoiler (laughs) alert just because it's a badly done job doesn't mean it doesn't take time yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah so catch us now every thursday instead of every wednesday at least for the time being yeah until we change it again yep if you already if you already have us subscribed as you should because you're a loyal follower, then uh, you won't even notice anything other than it showing up a day later. So it shouldn't impact you at all. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that seems like all the time we have for today. Um, yeah. If, if you'd like to contact us and tell us why changing to Thursday is such a horrible idea, please feel free to email us at you're wrongcast at gmail.com. Um, if you can spell that, then you're welcome to, to air your grievances with us. Uh, I would like to also note that I previously called the game a roguelike because I'm a monster. It's just roguelike. Yes, you are. I, I, re- I know yeah. it's just roguelike. My brain just has to say alike because um, I don't know why. But also email about that and tell me how I can't speak. That would be great. Um, uh, Cobra, you're not allowed to email. I know. I'll just tell you in person. Oh, Thank wait. We nope. can't anymore. God damn nice it. Nice try. Can't yeah. even do that. <laughs> All right. For now, I'm Matt. And I'm Luciano. And we're here to tell you that uh, you're welcome to your opinions, especially when you rate things. But uh, you're definitely going to be wrong. um, So you just need to remember that. All right. We'll see you next time.